Lecture topic. Being truly close to Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. person coming to Medina Munora, the very special part of it obviously is the Qurub, the closeness physically that one comes to the Mubarak Rodha of Rasulullah and to his Mubarak self. So that is what the heart yearns for when a person comes to Medina Munora. And that closeness is what every mu'min desires. So when every mu'min desires this, what can we imagine about the level of this closeness that the Sahaba Ikram desired? We can only just barely maybe imagine a very minute fraction of it that we imagine the reality of that minute fraction too is far away from us. So obviously their yearning and desire to be close to Nabiya Kareem wasallam was far beyond what we can even think about. What no human emotion can ever reach. And the various incidents that happened in the time of Sadai Ikram, this is testimony that no human emotion can compare to the love that they had for Nabiya Kareem wasallam, and to what extent they desired this closeness the things that defy human logic this was something that was almost natural or was natural in their lives in terms of their relationship with Nabiya Kareem wasallam. many many incidents in the books of Sirah and the lives of the Sahaba about where somebody now is confronted with a situation on the one side is Nabi Kareem Wasallam, the other side is his own father but he has no hesitation in even wanting to take the life of his father because his father had disrespected Nabi Kareem Wasallam. Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul the Reis al-Munafiqeen he uttered some words. So his son asked for permission to Nabi Karim Salaam, who had already accepted Islam. Give me permission, I will go and behead him. So it didn't matter to him that it was his father, which is a natural love. That's part of human nature. Likewise, Abu Bakr, his son, who later on, after accepting Islam, said to him that in Badr, you were in front of me. And you were not aware at that time that I was right there. And I could have taken your life at that time. But I just thought it's my father because he was on the side of the Quraysh at the time. So Bukhanlao's spontaneous reply, had it been the other way around, I would not have hesitated in taking your life. Because at that time you had come as an enemy of Nabi Kareem Wasallam. So the muhabbat that they had, Ansariya, Sahabiya radiallahu ta'ala radiallahu ta'ala she is being informed after Uhud that her father has been made shaheed, husband is shaheed, son is shaheed, husband is shaheed. Four 
immediate people around, one after the other, the, she is being told this person is now also martyred, next person comes to the message, this person is martyred, but the only question on her tongue is, how is Nabi Karim And when she finally is told that he is well, he is fine, and then she sees him well and he is okay, so the statement that comes now, a person has been just given news of four people immediately around one person passing away is, uh, of that closeness is something that will take a person to grief of another level but after four such messages being given to her and she sees Nabiya Kareem Salaam well the statement that comes on her tongue is Kullu musibatin ba'daka jalalu after seeing you safe and sound, every difficulty is nothing. Every difficulty is very easy to bear after seeing you well. So now this is testimony of what extent of love they had, what extent of muhabbat they had, and how much they desired this presence of Nabi Kareem Salaam to be in his Mubarak presence, etc. So this is the context in which we have to understand the incident in Sayyidina Mu'az ibn Jabal radiallahu ta'ala was being dispatched to Yemen as a governor as the Qazi he was now being dispatched to Yemen Nabi Kareem sallallahu himself commanded him to mount the camel or horse whatever the horse that he was going to be riding and he is walking alongside so Nabi Kareem sallallahu is walking so Mu'az is riding on instruction and Nabi Karim is walking him out to see him off. This was a sunnah, mushaya, to see somebody off, somebody is now has come. Even this is still a sunnah for us as well. A guest has come, somebody we seeing him off, to walk him out to the house, out of the house, to the point, somewhere out. That's mushaya, sunnah. So, this was a sunnah of Nabi Karim When the armies used to leave, he used to go up to Saniyatul Wada to see them off then give them some advice, give them some du'as and send them off. So he was sending him off now as a governor to Yemen. <coughs> so when he came to this point now where he was going to now send him off from <coughs> to <the> surface, huh? <coughs> So at that time Nabi Karim Salaam said some things to him. He gave him some advice. And then one of the statements he said to him at that time, that, O oh, Mu'az, when you return, then la'allaka anta murra bi qabri. That perhaps, but now this perhaps, when Nabi Akirim Sallallahu say perhaps la'allah, the Sahaba were very convinced that this is not just some, uh, like a 50-50 chance kind of thing. This perhaps is a certainty. This perhaps is a definite he said to him, perhaps you will pass by my grave. That was when you come back. Then I won't be here. You'll come, you'll come to my grave. Now keeping that context that we discussed already of the Sahaba Ikram's love and the intensity of their love, which human logic cannot understand. It is just the, the language of Muhabbat that can perhaps understand it. And the it's another world, the world of Muhabbat will understand it, not the world of human logic. So in any case, 
he said to him that perhaps you will pass by my grave. Now can we imagine so the Maaz is going now, he's being sent off to a distant place, to Yemen. And now he understood fully from this statement, this is the last meeting. I'm not going to see Nabi Karim's last meal alive again in this world. When I come back, he won't be around. So what passed through his heart and mind at that time, that is beyond our imagination. So he began weeping, natural, he began weeping. Nabi Karim began also tearing. And then as a consolation to him, but subhanAllah, the consolation was a consolation for him and a message and a consolation for the whole Ummah also. Now his grief was that he is being separated and the desire is for this closeness. And now he is going on instruction, so he is ready for that. But the human nature, that the separation is a cause of much grief now. And then on top of that being told that this is, not in the same words, but that's the clear meaning that this is the last meeting. So what would have passed through his heart, we can't imagine. But to console him, Nabi Karim said something to him, which is the consolation and a message. Message for the whole Ummah also. Any person desiring that closeness, any person desiring that he be close to Nabi Karim though he may be physically far away. He said to him, Inna awla nasi bi al-muttaqoon Man kanu wa haithu kanu Inna awla nas, the people who are closest to me are the people of taqwa. Those who live their lives with taqwa, they are the closest to me, Man kanu, whoever they may be, whether it's an Arab, a non-Arab, whether it's somebody from the jungles of Africa, whether somebody from the maybe one of the poles, the North Pole or the South Pole, wherever he might have come from, doesn't matter. And whoever it might be, wherever he may have come from, or wherever he may be. So no matter who it is and where he is, but if he has taqwa in his life. So taqwa is the means of closeness. It's a means of closeness obviously to Allah Ta'ala, because in awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon, the Qur'an Sharif Allah Ta'ala, has declared his friendship for the muttaqeen. In awliya'u illa al-muttaqoon. <coughs> the friends of Allah Ta'ala are only the muttaqeen. Without taqwa, the friendship of Allah Ta'ala is not possible. Hazrat Shaki in explaining this, he used to say that no king in the world is ready to just say, these are all my friends, talking about his subjects. Forget the king. Even a person who, now in Pakistan especially, this is like a big thing, call them Zamindar. Zamindar, now this landowners, so now people just have, up to now probably, large tracts of land, and now many people are just renting pieces of land there or whatever. So they have a very high position in that community. A person is a Zamindar, like a landowner now, landlord. But now landlord in our context is still a small thing. This context was another thing. Nevertheless, uh, on the word landlord, a person may be the landlord of maybe half the town also. But he always has to remember, and everyone has to remember, that when the time comes to meet the Lord, we have to leave the land behind. Mm. Not going to take the land now. Going to go to meet Allah without anything. Go to Iman, go to Amal. So, 
whatever has been earned in a halal way is being used in a halal manner, alhamdulillah, Allah's ni'mad. But that is never to attach the heart to. That can be in the hands, but never in the heart. The heart for Allah Ta'ala. Because when you go to meet the Lord, the land will come. Then it's only what's in the heart, the iman, and whatever our mother person took along. So in any case now, I have to say that this Zamindar also, he is never ready to say these are my friends. Like in our context, I say these are all my tenants, that's it, that's where it stops. He is not prepared to declare friendship for anybody that he regards is now inferior or regards himself better than them. But Allah Ta'ala was our creator and we being created from such a dirty fluid, Allah Ta'ala blessed us with Iman. And then Allah Ta'ala says, you live with taqwa, you are my friend. So no king is prepared to call, though that king is also makhluk like his subjects. But despite being makhluk like his subjects, he's also just in need like them. But he's not prepared to say, these are all my friends, he says they're my subjects. But Allah Ta'ala who is khaliq and malik and ahkamul hakimin, but Allah Ta'ala is declaring his friendship for his bandhas. The only condition, live with taqwa. So now this is that same taqwa which becomes a means of this closeness to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa This closeness which every mu'min desires, which every mu'min aspires for, which people spend great amount of money to come for this physical closeness. But the sad situation then is that if together with the physical closeness, if the condition of taqwa is not in place, then the physical closeness itself doesn't bring the closeness that is desired. In the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the munafiqeen were also present, who were very close physically, and because they pretended to be Muslims, they used to come physically very close. One is the those who were declared open enemies, so they would not be so physically close, though they were in the same time and place, but the munafiqeen would be sometimes closer than many other sahaba too, physically. But they were physically close, but in reality very far away. And there were those who were not physically close. They were physically away. They didn't even get the chance to come in the lifetime of Nabi Kareem Wasallam and be blessed with his ziyarat and gain the rank of Sahabiyat, Uwais Qarni Rahimahullah. But because he was a person of taqwa and was fulfilling what his requirements were, Nabi Kareem Wasallam gave glad tidings to those who take dua from him. The time will come when he will present himself, the one who meets him. Umar now know then, lengthy incident, well-known incident. He inquired about when all the people would come from Yemen, any person of this name among you. And eventually when he came, Umar asked him for dua. He said, Nabi Kareem Wasallam asking for dua. So that closeness was there, despite being physically distant, but because of the circumstances, he couldn't come physically close, but he was spiritually very close. Now that is the main thing, the spiritual closeness. And the spiritual closeness, Allah Ta'ala has made that, the means for that taqwa, closeness to Allah Ta'ala, to become Allah Ta'ala's friend, in awliya'uhu, illa al-muttaqun. The people of taqwa, they are the friends of Allah Ta'ala. In awliya'uhu, the, the grammatical construction of this, it gives an exclusivity only the muttaqeen are the friends of Allah Ta'ala. Besides them, no. And then the closeness to Nabi Kareem Salaam also by means of taqwa. This month of Ramadan is also for the same 
ابجیکٹو لعلکم تتقون یا ایھا الذین آمنوا کتب علیکم الصیام کما کتب علی الذین من قبلکم لعلکم تتقون ایڈاپٹنگ تقوی دس از دا پرپس اف رمضان دس از دا پرپس اف فاسٹنگ سو وٹ وی ار اسپائرنگ فور اللہ تعالی ہیز میڈ آل دا مینز اف دیٹ اویلیبل ٹو اس ایوری مومن از اسپائرنگ فور دس کلوزنس دا مینز ٹو دیٹ کلوزنس از وٹ اللہ تعالی ہیز میڈ اویلیبل دا فاسٹنگ منتھ اف رمضان از ناؤ دس اللہ تعالی بلسٹ اس اون ٹاپ اف دیٹ ٹو بی مدینہ منورہ اینڈ ٹو بی ہیونگ دا بینیفٹ اف دس اسپرچول closeness as well so now this is the matter this is the aspect to develop and to take along one is that while in Madina Manovara a person is not but more conscious obviously but that is the training moment like Ramadan itself Ramadan is a training moment unfortunately it's often just taken for the time that well the month of Ramadan now I need to do these things and stop these things so now already the the intention is from month of Ramadan in one way mashallah that too is ghanimat that it is showing respect and honor for the month of Ramadan there is a greatness of the month of Ramadan in the heart so there isn't this total disregard which is extremely dangerous obviously but that is unfortunately also a problem that it has already made a timeline for taqwa that my taqwa will last for the next 30 days only after that then is all as they say all hell breaks loose again that is unfortunately the problem that up front there's a there's an intention to break the taqwa as soon as Eid comes and therefore let alone the day of Eid finishing off on the day of Eid so many things happen which are in total disregard of Allah Ta'ala's commands why? because already up front there was a timeline my taqwa is only for this amount of time I'm going to perform my salah regularly, five times with jamaat, etc. And whatever else, stop this, stop that, whatever wrongs they're carrying on. And once Ramadan is over, then I'm free also. Whereas Ramadan is the training for the rest of the 11 months. So that by the time the next Ramadan comes, the person gets boosted again. So the month of Ramadan is to acquire the same taqwa, which is this means of qurb. This means of the friendship of Allah Ta'ala. This means of the closeness to Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this is what we have to become very conscious about all the time. Checking, double checking, the muhasaba. Muhasaba, taking an account of ourselves. How am I conducting myself? How close am I to this taqwa? What am I supposed to be doing? Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I staying away from what I'm supposed to stay away from? Am I guarding my gaze? Guarding my tongue? guarding my heart this is all the muhasaba that has to be made from time to time checking as anything for life person in business all the time taking account checking what's coming what's going everything is in order you know daily taking and then the weekly maybe something then every month is balancing things out and then a detailed stock take at the end of the year whenever all this is part of account taking an account because without taking an account you won't know what's going on and sometimes when the losses are too far then a person comes to the realization and sometimes gone too far so this is the need for the same thing in our with regards to our deen muhasaba to regularly take daily take stock what have I done for today how did I conduct myself how did I use my tongue what I spoke today 
and there were those kind of situations, some Akabir, some pious people, every time they spoke something to Sadafud now because they had taken it upon themselves to do this, so they would have spoken very less, but every time they spoke something they wrote it down to. Maybe some indication, but necessarily word for word, that I spoke this maybe in a line or two, just some indication of what I have spoken about. At the end of the day they went through it, to see now what I have spoken, how much of this was in order, how much of this was not in order, what of this was a means of getting close to Allah Ta'ala, what of this was now a problem. So then if something was good, they made shukar upon it, something was not in order, they made toba, istighfar, they had to make amends or something, they made amends. So meaning this was part of that training, they took themselves through this process, so that they gained control of all this. So the month of Ramadan has come to teach us this, to teach us this taqwa, to become conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And this taqwa is all about staying away from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. This is the essence of taqwa. person, mashallah, engages in a lot of wazai sometimes. Some other amal, excellent, very good. But the wazai, one is obviously what is farz, wajib, there is no compromise on that. The sunnah muakkada also comes next in line, that can't be left out too. Then, mashallah, the rest of the amal are means of great benefit and should be done as much as possible. But more important than that is staying away from sin. More important than that is whatever Allah is forbidden to stay far away from that. That is the most important. Without that, then the person is in a loss, very serious loss. So the wazaif must carry, carry on. The month of Ramadan also, this wazaif, Sheikh used to say that people come and ask, what special wazifa I must read in Ramadan? So the special wazifa of Ramadan, they ask. He says, what's the need to ask anybody else for any special wazifa of Ramadan? When Nabi Karim himself has given the wazifa of Ramadan. Whose wazifa, meaning whose prescription of wazifa can come anywhere close to the prescription of wazifa that Nabi Karim himself gave. And the prescription of wazifa for Ramadan that Nabi Karim gave was excessive la ilaha illallah, excessive istighfar. Excessive, as to say, for our understanding, minimum 300 times. Because in Arabic, you get the singular, then you get the dual, and then you get the plural. So the plural starts off from three, so now that's become kasarat, kasir, much. So now you got to the bottom line of kasir, the bottom line of much. So excessive, much, that's the entry point. <coughs> so 300 times the person Hamza has he has reached the entry point of it. He is also included in what was advised. So 300 times minimum la ilaha illallah, 300 times istighfar for the month of Ramadan. And then begging Allah Ta'ala for asking for Jannat and asking for refuge from Jahannam. Allahumma yasruka al-Jannah wa ma qarraba ilayha min qawlina wa amal wa a'udhubika min al-Nahar wa ma qarraba ilayha min qawlina wa amal or even just Hazrat Mu'ayyad bin Nuri rahimahullah he used to advise people to recite excessively La ilaha illallah, nastaghfirullah, nasarullah al-jannah wa na'udhu billahi min al-nar so in this one line all four have been included so now while walking, coming, going many times a person might be here we mashallah have all the time available person back home is busy working or something he is unable to sometimes do many other things at that time but it's sometimes something that doesn't require his attention, where his mind has to be applied, he has to be reading something. 
So while he's busy physically doing something, his tongue can be easily engaged in this. Something that requires his attention, he'll do that. But then without any difficulty, he can be completing whatever he's driving somewhere, what it, what it takes to be engaging the tongue in the citation of some tasbih. So this is the wazifa of Ramadan already Nabi Karim Salaam gave us. But together with this, the most important thing is taqwa. So taqwa is what we have to now concentrate on, become conscious about, think in our lives, what is there that I need to con- Now often, when we talk about taqwa, we think about taqwa, it's confined to certain aspects only. In terms of, for example, if a person, for example, now Allah Ta'ala save us, inshallah we are <coughs> safe from all these things, Allah Ta'ala protect us, somebody is involved in maybe, say, drinking, drugs, somebody is humanizing, somebody is involved in some other evils of this nature. So now he realizes definitely that this is serious wrong, he must make toba from this, and indeed, obviously, so we have to make toba from all these things. But if a person is with the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, safe from these aspects, Alhamdulillah is performing his five times daily salah, Alhamdulillah. He is not engaging in these kind of major sins. So we feel we've already now, we're done. I got nothing to worry about now, I'm done. Whereas there are other issues that still need to be looked into. Deen is not confined to just two or three things. Deen encompasses every aspect of life. There's muamalat, there's our dealings, are the dealings in order. Sometimes a person is not maybe taking interest, but is he giving interest? Is he paying interest? Oh, that's a major sin. But now many a person doesn't give second thought to that. <coughs> person sometimes, mashallah, is very charitable also. But at the same time, he's running an overdraft. Now there's interest being incurred there. Oh, he has to now pay interest on that. And whereas the sin of interest, one is obviously the person who's receiving interest, that now his all his income is also contaminated. Even the halal income gets mixed up with this, all that gets completely contaminated. And the evil of that now permeates everything. Now he's eating haram, he's feeding his family haram. But if he's not taking interest, he's giving interest, so khair that got saved from that part. But in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Karim Sallallahu has equated the sin itself, equated all. Akila riba wa mukilahu wa shahidehi wa katibehi wa kalahum sawa. The giver, the taker, the witness, the scribe. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says, hum sawa, all are equal in the extent of sin. Now that sometimes never crosses the mind. Person is just happy about taking interest. What about giving interest? It's also a major sin. Now this is just one example in terms of Mu'amalat. That now people sometimes will go for Hajj also, at Arafat the person is making Toba, but he's not making Toba from that. He's holding the Khilaf of the Kaaba if he got the chance, and he's making Toba from all the sin, but he doesn't have any intention now. Toba requires a, a resolution, a resolve, that this is done now, I'm out of this. So whatever it might be, to stop the sin, that's the first condition of Toba. That a person he refrains from the sin. He expresses remorse and regret over the past. He feels the regret. And he resolves not to continue with it in future. That's now Toba. Now the person hasn't even intended to stop it, so where's the Toba? So now he's making Toba at Arafat, he's making Toba in front of the Kaaba Sharif, he's making Toba in front of Rosa Mubarak, he's making Toba in all the 
auspicious occasion, this 27th night of Ramadan, or whatever time, and the signs of Laylatul Qadr might be there on some occasion, some odd night. And now he's really putting his heart into his dua, he's making tawbah, but he's got no intention of stopping certain things. So that tawbah never has happened. So the taqwa hasn't been acquired. So tawbah requires that a person makes a firm, he stops what might be in his life now, for example, Mawlad, and the sins regarding Masharat, social life, the aspects of akhlaq which are sometimes lacking, which are, one is now the quality in a person is not there, but how that now unfolds, that the person doesn't have, for example, humility, now his lack of humility will mean pride, and then how that then unfolds, as a result of that, then zoom becomes the norm, because pride takes a person to all kinds of things, person has got uncontrolled anger, just to step out of pride, so now that uncontrolled anger, one is within him, that is a condition of him, his personal self. But the thing is that that doesn't stay con- confined to him. That uncontrolled anger then impacts on others, and that often leads to zulm. So now he's transgressing, and he's committing zulm on others. So now toba from all this also, toba from the zulm, toba from the bad manner in which somebody deals with others, Sometimes the tongue is not in control, there's vulgarity being now, just people just take it for granted, they say, no, that's how business works. In the business world, you can't do anything else. Allah Ta'ala made business halal, and Allah Ta'ala made vulgarity haram. So Allah Ta'ala didn't know that my bandhas can't conduct business without this vulgarity, I can't make it haram, na'uzubillah. So what is, these statements sometimes are made so loosely, but you don't realize that how severe this is. What a kind of statement it is. So, these are the things also that sometimes just don't cross the mind that these things need to be repented from. So, there are things to look in detail, to check in detail in our lives. This is, Allah has blessed us with this time. Muhasaba, which should be a daily thing at least for a few minutes. Here we have ample time. We should be spending more time sitting, thinking about one one aspect of our life, our personal selves our heart, condition of our heart, thinking about our manner of how we conduct our business, or if you are in a job or some profession, how we conducting ourselves in that regard, our income in general, then in terms of our masharat, what is our manner of how we live at home with the people around us, how we interact with others, every aspect of life to think, to ponder, to check, and not just in a very, very just haphazard manner, with the intention of correcting ourselves, with the intention of now identifying the person, sometimes there's some, something is now troubling, feeling some pains, doesn't have any idea why, feeling some fever, restlessness. So now going through one test and another test and this scan and that, why this fever is not just going down, something is a problem. So now to try and get to the bottom of the problem. And why you want to get to the bottom of the problem? Just for the sake of some Information, no, because in that once you get to the bottom of the problem, then we can treat it. So the purpose is treatment. The objective is treatment. So the muhasaba, the objective of the muhasaba is treatment. But the treatment starts off with diagnosis. And the diagnosis starts off with the correct detection. What's going on? What's the problem? Now often we ourselves can detect it. But if we look deep enough, 
we look without any bias from our own sides about ourselves. We look with an objective mind and look sincerely to teach, to find the problem so that it could be treated. Then we could present the problem and ask for the treatment. So this is the purpose of the Muhasaba. So here, mashallah, Allah has blessed us with this time, this opportunity. Ample time we have, some time should be dedicated for Muhasaba as well. And then even to note down things, I need to work on these things. I need to now correct these things. This is, this is what the appreciation of these opportunities are all about. Mashallah, one is to be blessed with the Mubarak place and time, to be blessed to be in the Mubarak land of Madinah Munawara, to be blessed to be physically close to Nabi Karim Wasallam, and to have the opportunity to go to the Rodha Mubarak, present our salam personally, etc. But together with all that, this is what we need to now also include in this whole process. The Muhasaba, identify what we need to correct and then seek the treatment, try to now find who we have that compatibility with, who we can take somebody to guide us and seek his advice so that in the light of that advice, in the light of that company, we can improve ourselves, not just confined to certain things in life, but overall in our ibadat, in our muamalat, in our muasharat, in our akhlaq, so that we become kamil mu'min inshallah. And that taqwa which is the purpose of this month of Ramadan, which is the means of gaining Allah Ta'ala's friendship, which is the means of this close, the closeness that we desire to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that taqwa can be attained. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala bless me and all of us, grant us the result of taqwa, grant us the true closeness to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and Allah Ta'ala make us all among His friends, وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا رب صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله Allah forgive the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem صلى الله عليه وسلم Allah bless us and bless the entire ummah with your friendship يا الله Allah bless us with the true closeness to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahu alamin, bless us with the wealth of taqwa, ya Allah. Bless us with the wealth of taqwa, ya Allah. Allah, in every facet of life, let us be concerned about pleasing you, ya Allah. 
Allah, your pleasure must become the most important thing in our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, if you are pleased with us, we have everything, Ya Allah. If you are displeased, we have nothing, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours, Ya Allah. You make us yours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, accept our coming to Madinah Munawara, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, this is only your grace, Ya Allah. It is only your favor, Ya Allah. It is only your kindness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have not come, Ya Allah. You have brought us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, now that you brought us, Ya Allah, bless us with the tawfiq of conducting ourselves in a way that you become pleased, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, let us return in a way, Ya Allah, that our hearts are filled with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Filled with the muhabbat of Nabi Karim, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Filled with the zeal of ittiba'i sunnat, Ya Allah. That we are filled with the zeal of following closely in the footsteps of Nabi Karim, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, remove the ways of the Yahud and Nasara from our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant every khair and barakah to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all those who ask us to make dua for them. Ya Allah, you fulfill each one's dies needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Bless each one with the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Remove the worries, the sorrow, the grief, the anxieties, depression, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kabila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, remove every taste of their ailments, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us shifa from our spiritual ailments, Ya Allah. Give us shifa from our physical ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those who are in any financial difficulty, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib risk filled with barakat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, enable each one to use it in a way that you are pleased, Ya Allah. Enable each one to use it in a way to gain akhirat, Ya Allah. To gain jannat, Ya Allah. To gain your closeness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. And all the good that Allah Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam begged for Ya Allah, that the Abiy Ali Musalam begged for Ya Allah, the Sahaba Kiram asked for Ya Allah, all your pious servants asked for Ya Allah. Allah bless us also with all that good Ya Allah. Whatever they sought refuge from Ya Allah, bless us with refuge as well Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from every fitna Ya Allah. Save us from every trial and tribulation Ya Allah. Allah don't put us to trials and tribulations Ya Allah. Allah grant us afiyat in our deen Ya Allah. Grant us afiyat in our dunya Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen Ya Allah, grant us afiyat in every aspect Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen Ya Allah, make each one's children the coolness of their eyes Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen Ya Allah, unite the hearts of spouses Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Unite the Ummat of Nabi Kareem, Salaam on Haq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all that we have asked for, Ya Allah. Give us, bless us with your grace and mercy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what we should have been asking for, Ya Allah, bless us with that as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله